Welcome to Rafa. I'm Lee West. I'm Senior Minister of Rafa International. Hopefully you found us uh, on our website, which is rafaministriesworld.net. Uh, the, the, our past viewers, or listeners rather, uh, found us that way, I believe. And many of the new ones have found us. If you found us just by surfing uh, the channel, well, that, that's wonderful. Glad to have you with us. And if you're a, a past uh Listener, well, we we appreciate you so much. Thank you for checking in. And today I've got some things to say to you. And I, I would I would probably just put this under the heading of there's times when we have to readjust our uh, behavior. We have to readjust our behavior. Oh, let me go back and just say one other thing about Rafa Ministries World. There, there you're going to find a lot of uh, free stuff. To you, that will we got a lot of Bible answer man type things, and also you'll find some of my books there. And I, I believe that those will be a, a a real addition to your understanding. Now, some of my books uh, are written. In fact, is most of the books that I write are written to mature Christians to uh, to as the old saying, buck them up uh, and to encourage them and to give them some additional information. If if you're a non-believer who with us, I welcome you with with open arms. I, I encourage you to stick around. If you're a young Christian, I don't think you need to buy some of my books because they won't minister to you too much. You can get them if you wish, and they may. You know, you're mature for your age, spiritually in the Lord. But if you're a mature Christian who's been, say, with the Lord maybe 5, 10, 15 years or more, I think these books will bless you. So go go there and find those. And uh, The fact is, I just finished one called The Unique cross on Mount Calvary. I think you'll find that really interesting. Okay, we're talking about uh, we need to readjust our uh, uh, requirements at some time to just get us back in mental shape again. Uh, I was thinking that uh, soon after Christmas, it, back to when I'm cutting this, it's not too long after Christmas, I was going through my musical library and, and I happened to come across a DVD and I listened to it, and the music was Christmassy. Uh, the choir was vast and well-groomed. The uh, congregation was prosperous-looking. The orchestra uh, was, was large and extremely good. And they played the Christmas music. But I sensed that there was something wrong and when I took the DVD out and looked at the performers, it was the Christmas music of the uh, Mormon Tabernacle Choir. The Mormon Tabernacle Choir. They were an attractive group of people, young, uh, middle-aged, and male and female. But there was no anointing on their singing. It had a dead approach to my soul and to my spirit because there was no anointing to it. Therefore, God was not in it. That's harsh. They're Mormons singing Christmas songs, but the one about whom they are singing is not the, the Jesus of the Bible. They call him, they call their Jesus a Jesus, but they're lying. Either they're lying knowingly or they're lying ignorantly. 
But their Jesus is not the Jesus of the Bible. He's not the historic Jesus. He's not God in, in human flesh that came as a baby. It's not the same one. So as quickly as I realized what that was, I rendered the DVD unusable for anybody else to pick it up and listen to it. I didn't want to propagate any false pleasure. And I threw it in the recycle bin. And then I did some reevaluation and adjusting to my soul. My spirit was fine, but my soul needed some adjustment because over Christmas time, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, I, I get uh, I get into especially a wonderful Christian <clears throat> excuse me, a wonderful Christian mood. Not as much as I used to because our children are out and gone. And when the, when the kids leave the home, there, there's a little something missing. The, the season is still wonderful, and a lot of the trappings are still wonderful, although most of them are worldly. But I still enjoy the Lord being propagated and lifted up in the Christmas messages and the Christmas songs, although a lot of them are done by Hollywood and for, for gain. But uh, as, a, as a lad... Uh, I was remembering as a lad the, the things I had experienced as a lad around Christmas time. And the Christmas music we used to hear then and the programs, they used to start about Thanksgiving time and they would grow in their intensity until the day of Christmas. And then we would experience that semi-letdown until the New Year's uh, day. And then after that, it would be kind of getting back to, to normal. And as a lad, I didn't pick up on the significance of that until much, much later in my life. But back in those times, every person in my neighborhood uh, that I knew uh, enjoyed the Christmas season and the Thanksgiving season. They might not have been saved, but they still enjoyed. At that time, I was a lad during World War II, and everybody in my neighborhood were patriots. They were patriotic. The movies were patriotic. And they depicted selflessness in their stories. Propaganda, yes, to a degree. But it just fed my uh, my patriotic strain because I, I was surrounded as a boy by military presence, a large army presence, because we had a couple large army, uh, impromptu army bases around there. And up the road, not two way, was the Camp Lejeune Navy, I mean, sorry, Marine Training Base. And so we had a lot of Marine presence there, young Marines who were in training. And my heart hurts because many of those that I saw, they went overseas, as did my cousin, to islands like he did, to Tarawa. And they never came back. They later brought his remains back and he's planted in the family cemetery outside of my boyhood home, not far in North Carolina. And at that time, if you passed by a home and you saw a red star on the flag in the window, it had a significance. If you saw a gold star in the window, it engendered emotions and sympathy and pain from the part of that family. It, it was a time of strangeness mixed with great sen senses of, uh, of seasonal blesses 
and yet the war moods. And just by thinking on these things, as I had listened to the music and then mused upon my days as a lad, I was forced back into reality. Reluctantly, I might add. Uh, that There's a form of escapism in me by not having to face the head-on what's going on in the world today. But just coming back to reality, I was faced with... Uh, with the reality that the world that I had known as a lad, and even up until I was married with children, that world was gone with the wind, never to return. And then just uh, at Christmas time, as I was coming back to reality this year, I realized that Biden, the traitor, was still president. I realized that 80% of the United States citizens don't know the real United States history. Sometime they will listen to them or watch a movie that was made prior to 1940. And they will pick up on a little bit of the what in the States used to be back in the 20s and 30s and early 40s. But there's still 20%, I saw this uh, percentile, that 20% of the people do not feel that the U.S. is significant and special. 20%, that's one out of five of us that walk among us. They don't think we're exceptional. Yet, the United States is the most benevolent country that's ever been. We've met more worldly needs than, than any other country in history. But yet, in fact, there's a lot of these people who are among the 20% came here for the good so-called life. And I don't think they came here to learn the American way of life. I think they came here for with an open hand. Some of them came for a job, as did the people that my, my heritage came from, my genealogy. Uh, my pedigree came here from Scotland and Ireland. Back in, probably as a result of the potato famine in 19, about 1917, in that area of the world, they came here then, but they came to work and build a life. They didn't come with an open hand. They came to, to labor and build a life. They came to escape what was over there, to a, a land that, I want to use the term, that was flowing and had the potential of flowing with milk and honey. And they integrated into the system and had a wonderful life and produced children such as myself who loved the country. As I said, I, I had a, a lot of exposure to the military as a lad. And as I grew and began my teens, I had three years of Army ROTC. I, my second year in ROTC, I was a, a platoon sergeant. And my last year, I started off as a battalion executive officer, a major, but uh, I was soon, I soon got my desire. I traded places with a company commander a, for my position as executive officer, which I did not like, and I took over the company commander of a company, and I was, I was in hog heaven, the old, as the old saying go. My company routinely won company of the week, which allowed me to wear a garland on my arm. And also we won company of the year, which made my day, so to speak. 
I was extremely proud. And we marched in what was called in the Azalea Festival, which was a week-long festival there in my hometown of Wilmington, North Carolina. You see, today our politicians are corrupt and perverts. I know that's harsh. It's harsh, but it's true. If you don't believe that and you don't know that, then you had your head in the sand or elsewhere. You, you haven't been kept keeping up with what's going on. And, and about 75% of the people have no idea what's been going on in Washington for the last three and a half years. These people hate the public. The politicians are crooks and perverts, and, and they hate you, the public, especially the middle class. Adultery and fornication and homosexuality are considered normal today. What a travesty. No nation has ever survived those philosophies. The United States Supreme Court is a joke. Almost every decision comes down to a five and four vote. No matter who's in, in, the, in the positions of authority among the, the, among the five, whether it's Republican or Democrat, in fact, is most of them lie when they take their indoctrination into that and get appointed to that and confirm. They, they lie to the oath. They, they take an oath to, to, to support and, and uh, defend the Constitution of the United States. And while they're saying that they're lying, in fact, we have a lot of people in the Congress of the United States who, have, who owe allegiance to Islam or some other errant religion, Mormonism. There's a senator... Who's an open Mormon? He, he, and yet the people support him. Of course, I, I think he got elected by the Mormon citizenry in, uh, in Utah, but that's another story. During, during the, the times uh, of my boyhood, church pulpits were filled with worshipers. Today, they're filled with the greedy and the ignorant ministers leading people astray. They don't preach the word. Now, let me just quickly say here, God still has 7,000. That's not a, an exact number. That's a hyperbole. God still has 7,000 who hasn't bowed their knee. And brothers and sisters, not sisters, well, God doesn't allow women to pastor churches. My brothers, I pray for you. My hurt, my heart hurts with you because I've been in your place. I've pastored small churches. I've been pastors in, in large churches of thousands. Well, not thousands, but hundreds up into thousands. I've served in that place where you feel all alone. I've served there when you feel, am I really doing any good? And then God says, yeah, you are, you are. Today, the lazy are bribed for their vote. The, the, the politicians bribe lazy people and ignorant people for their vote, and then they forget about them. And then the rest of the votes they try to steal, just so they can stay in power. Power is their adrenaline. They live for it. They fight, they'll lie, they'll cheat, they'll steal to get it and keep it. That's, how, that's going on right now as I speak. 
the Democrat Party is doing everything they can to subvert Donald Trump because they fear him. They fear he's going to tear down their playhouse, steal their right of revenue from the subversive sources, take away their power, and they'll have to find another place of employment that they can steal from, probably. Today, babies are murdered in the womb, and as soon as they come out of the womb, legally, they call it abortion on demand. And women who have corrupt morals and get pregnant, and some get pregnant out of wedlock because of just a mistake, well, if you premeditatedly have an abortion and kill that baby, you are guilty of premeditated murder. The doctors who do that, the people who in the, in the, in the operating room are guilty, the people who support that in the family support them doing that, you're guilty of premeditated murder, and all of you will stand before Almighty God condemned, and, and He will judge you for that, and your only escape for it is to get redemption and forgiveness underneath the blood of Christ. And if you don't like that, it's tough. That's I'm giving you scriptural truth. I hope you'll learn by it. But if you've been wounded by that, it's not a death sentence for you mentally or physically. God can forgive that. He can cleanse that. And he can give you a wonderful life in spite of that. Will you ever be totally free from it? No, I don't think you will. But you can have a wonderful life in spite of it. God, the Holy Spirit, will give you the peace that passes understanding. Today's world, in the United States, the elderly are allowed to die or they're drugged until they finally die. They're not, they're not sustained. They have a lot of programs, but the programs are not designed to heal. The programs are designed to, to give out drugs. The drug companies love it. All the doctors want, they, 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 they don't, they, they don't never try to, the medical field, they don't look to solve any medical problem, but they work day and night to, to find something to prescribe to help it. You see, the United States today as a nation resides now, if you don't believe what I'm going to say, just look at you walk through the marketplace because I don't make this statement off the top of my head. I see it by observation as I go through the same marketplace that you. The United States today resides in anger. You're, you're going to find very few people who have a pleasant demeanor. The people today reside in perversion and in debt crisis, and selfishness, and greed, and in hopelessness. They tell me that statistics on young people committing suicide is high. I forget what it was now, but it was high. One death by suicide used to astound the nation, or certainly, we, we didn't hear... I, don't, I think I only remember one, one person, one young man in my high school that killed himself. I think it was over some love, requited love situation. But he's just as dead anyway. And my guess is, uh, if I had to guess or if I had to make a perceived assumption, I would say he's in hell right now because 
from what I heard about him, his life didn't portray a Christian. Fact is, I don't think any Christian should ever consider suicide. Now, I've written, I've written. There are times when God will allow that, and I've written to that. There are circumstances when, when God will, God will honor a suicide, but uh, it's not just to escape. It's not just to escape uh, the world as we know it. Biden. The man, the president of the United States, has been in politics all of his life. He's never held a job. He's guilty of plagiarism, by proven plagiarism. Either he can't think deeply for himself. He used to be cunning as a young man. Now he just has to recite, uh, recite what they've said for him on some kind of a, a prompter. He's unstable. He's impaired visually. He's delusional. He thinks he's doing a good job. They tell him as he is. They wind him up, send him out, and they tell him he's doing great. And he's a traitor. He sold his office for gain. And his family is no better. The fact is, I, I personally think, and I've said this before, his family is more despicable than he is because they allow the man to go through all this just so they have access to more, to more stealing and more funds. Well, their, their playhouse is going to come to an end one way or the other. And they too, unless they get for forgiveness by the Lord Jesus Christ, they will stand before him and be judged for their sins. And this comes to my mind right now. So will this nation, when Jesus Christ judges the nations, every person who supported these kinds of agendas in this nation will stand before God and receive a certain amount of punishment for the ways that you didn't vote rightly and didn't act rightly as a, as a citizen of this country. I'm saying a lot of stuff I really didn't intend to say, but you better listen to it. I've been in this ministry for a long time. I've seen a lot of people come and go, and I've seen a lot of variations, and I know what truth is. I know what truth demands. Biden's puppeteers believe that they are going to be the leaders of the new world order. I didn't even, I didn't, I never had heard this term until Daddy Bush said that back in, I think it was in the 70s when, when he was president. That's the first time I've heard anybody knew that. I knew the scriptural uh, connotations that it engenders, but I hadn't heard that term. I know that that's been, that idea has been propagated throughout historical events and people from Attila the Hun to Every person, Hitlers, and who thought they were going to be the world conquerors and world leaders. This, this is not a new philosophy. They think they're going to have a utopia in this world, and they're going to be at the top. And the people who below below them are, uh, are just going to be worker bees to do their bidding. This is what they think. They've been sold less by people who, with deep pockets who have bought them off. In these secret concaves, they've told them, you're going to be part of us. We're going to be the ruling class. And we're just going to have dominion over the little worker bees underneath us. You see, as I start to think about closing this, let me just say this to you. Everything I've talked about is going to come to an end. God Almighty is about to rapture that means snatch out 
in the Greek. His church, the body of Christ. Let me say that again. Jesus Christ, God is God Almighty, is about to rapture. Maybe you haven't heard that term. Why don't you ask your minister what it means? Prayerfully, your, preach, your minister teaches the rapture of the church and the millennial reign and, and those kinds of things. If you don't, then if you're going to a dead church by a dead pastor sitting in, in a dead pew, you better find out what you're doing. You get out of there. Get some place where that's alive in, in Christ. But God Almighty is about to rapture out his church, snatch them out, and then horrendous times are going to come upon the earth. There will be seven times. We heard the term hell on earth. That's what it's going to be. We who are raptured out for that seven years, we're going to be in bliss with the redeemed of the ages in heaven for that seven years. And then we're going to return with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is right now in flesh and bone. He has no blood because he put that on the heavenly mercy seat when he sacrificed himself for the sin of the world. He's going to come back in the flesh. He'll be, he is God in the flesh. He's going to come back to sit on the, the throne in Jerusalem and rule from that position the entire world for a thousand years. And then other horrendous things are going to happen as well as other wonderful things are going to happen. Here's my offer to you today and my hope that you can claim. You can be with us, the ones who are going to escape what's to come and go to be with the Lord for that seven years and with him before eternity. And you can escape, you can escape the carnage on earth that's to come. And I pray you will receive and receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and God. You can do that. You can do that right now. If anything I've said along that line prompts you, I'm going to, in just a second, I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you what to say. And if you'll say that, believe it in your heart and witness to it and make a change. Let the, let, no, don't make a change. Let the Holy Spirit make a change in you. You can be a reality. And I pray that you'll do that. I don't want to see you go to hell. But I tell you, most every person in the world is going to go to hell. All no remnant is going to be saved. The rest of the people are going to go to hell for eternity. Oh, friend, don't don't go there. This minister wants to see you get saved and stay saved. Find yourself a church where you can serve God. Use your talents for him. Escape the carnage that's to come and be part of the heavenly host for eternity in heavenly bliss while the others are in hell in torment forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So say this after me. If this witness and you want to escape, all you have to do is accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Now say this after me. I confess that I accept the Lord Jesus as God. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And by this statement of my faith, I accept his declaration by making this statement that I am now saved and delivered from what is going to come.
If you made that statement, believing in your heart, now Satan is going to try to steal that from you. The next time the church doors open, you be there. Fathers, you take your children and wife there. Get into the Word where you can start learning what you just said. Start get reading your Bible, teaching, being taught the Word. And if you're not being taught the Word in your church, if you're hearing some pleasurable gospel, get out of there. You can't, you can't live there. You'll go back into the world if you stay there. You'll lose your salvation. You know, no, some people say, well, you can be saved forever. No, you cannot. You, you, as God de declared that he would make you righteous and saved if you did that, but you have to hang on to him by faith. If you decide to go back in the world, he has to let you do that and you can lose your salvation, but you'll never lose it if you stay you're with your hand in his hand. I pray that you made that decision. This is Rafa's minister. If you want to find more about what I talk about things like this, go to rafaministriesworld.net. There's a lot of stuff there that you can get free. You get my books. I pray that you made the decision. To you Christian brothers and sisters, I love you in the Lord. God bless you richly. This is Dr. Lee.